last time on Dice Funk. It has occurred to me that my daughter is soon going to not be able to speak because the person who bestowed speech onto her has been murdered. Yeah, I can, I, I can probably help with that. I, I can't help with the, um, the food side of it. It's not something I uh, have, have much experience with, but I, I can probably help with the how to put magic words into the thing if, if that bit would be useful. So to the frost giants, with them knowing that one of them, their own, was turned into a horrifying monster, would that, um, would that cause them to go to some sort of war? We called him Nobi the Brutal! <laughs> oh! I, I met Nobi and he killed three frost giants before escaping <laughs> and now he lives in the new world waiting for... Other sheep who have defeated frost giants to join him in glory. All right, uh, Basil and Aze can read the sign. It says, "Welcome to Arabella." That's what it says literally. You know that the word Arabella uh, translates literally into an answered prayer. Uh, slime rips off one of their arms and throws it into the woods. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just leaving a little bit of me. There's a settlement over there. I thought it was fine. And in the corner of the cave, you see a bed. And in it, you see a goblin. An alive goblin? I, are they in a sleep where they do not age and do not, everything's fine and they don't need to eat? Are they in, are they in, are they in one of those sleeps? We're so far in the future that this isn't a spoiler, but you ended an episode <laughs> of Rolling with Rainbows recently with the very ominous like cliffhanger that the letters UF were involved, and it <laughs> caused me to crack up as a Floridian, because that's the University of Florida. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, oh shit, they're inventing Gatorade 60 years early. Uh, <laughs> wh- what are they up to in the 20s? <laughs> Uh, do you want to know? Because it's so, it's far enough in the future that this won't matter to... Like you said, it won't be a spoiler. Well, I've heard the recent episodes of The Universal Friend, right? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hyped about that. I don't know if people will look that up and find out or whatever. Or, uh, yeah. Have we not talked about this on air? Because uh, The Universal Friend is explicitly directly what the genius of Grendel is. Oh, that rocks. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Chris started as like, I'm, I want to play Public Universal Friend this season. Um, and then we went through some um, revisions. And I, I was funny because uh, obviously Chris left, so I couldn't end up doing this. But I wanted to implement a, a villainous or rival character that was the private regional enemy, which is the opposite <laughs> of Public Universal Friend. <laughs> Dang, I love that. That's very good. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, you could even you could even go hard into the non-binary and have um, extremely binary universal. (laughs) Well, no, you could, but you could go public universal friend is agender, Mm -hmm. private regional enemy is gender fluid. So is both is right is two genders. Um, Yeah, anyway, and and hates women's rights. (laughs) Yeah, there's a cool there's a cool bit of history in the public universal friend where. they probably did a murder. <laughs> it's just like kind of, it's described in the best way where it's like um, this person, Sarah, who actually is a, is an NPC I put into um, Rolling with Rainbows because of the connection there, um, came to them 
seeking counsel because she was with an abusive husband. And then the next sentence of like the Wikipedia is just like, her husband died. And it was like, oh! Uh, yeah, you love old-timey writings where there are certain things they're not allowed to mention. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, they couldn't ever say before, like, 1800 that someone was pregnant. They'd had to right. talk around it. And so exactly, you get these, all yeah. these weird gymnastics. Yeah, same shit with, like, you know, he was a bachelor when he died. Or, you know, <laughs> he had a lot of close male friends. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing with the public universal friend was that, you know, they they got terribly ill, I believe. Like, they basically mm. died or, you know, supposedly died and then came back. That's kind of like the genius's whole thing. And then Chris was like, you know. Nice. I, I, I'm better now. Like, Dang. Is nothing. Yeah. That, that was, whips. That that's was, awesome. Yeah. What a serendipitous thing, was, thing. I had no idea that was the origin of... Um, the genius. I completely independently just loved the public universal friend and wanted to write them into my story. Great. There, there are no other parallels. I'm really enjoying the dream realm arc. <laughs> completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am hyped about that. It's kind of like, as part of the advice show, Rolling with Rainbows, we've done a bit of um, writing supplemental materials for D&D already. And so I'm going to write a, su- a supplemental for Call of Cthulhu because it bothers me that there is no mechanics for running the dreamlands mm. um even though that's so much of lovecraft and it's my favorite bit of lovecraft so i'm, I'm gonna write a little bit of supplemental so that people can play it yeah well that's rolling with rainbows that's our obligatory intro for that but that's <laughs> yeah not this is here. the private sophie episode it has to start with a a rolling with rainbows plug Sure, but what we're here to do today mostly is kind of get the conclusion of the goings-on in the village of Grendel as the rest of the team is climbing the mountain. Yep. Uh, So last you and I spoke, we're recording these kind of all out of order, and it shouldn't matter because these two storylines can't affect each other, Uh, but last we spoke, uh, you had visited Governor Gigi, or Professor Gigi, rather. Um, Yeah. Applewhite. Uh, Sun, Moon, Stars, and Marina. So of the eight main villagers, four remain. So it seems pretty simple what we have to do here today. I want to open on an image, a mental image for you in your mind palace. Imagine <laughs> the, the crystal clear, beautiful tarn, its icy surface, now with a, uh-huh. a nice wooden bridge over it, kind of slimy bridge, courtesy of our, our, our good friend Slime. Um, yep. Cat and Nobi sitting on the edge, you know, standing. They're quadrupeds. You know what I mean. <laughs> I guess their little butts can be on the ground, but they're they're yeah. they're you know. God damn, I hate I hate having animal characters. It fucks up my narration <laughs> so often. Uh, but they're sitting there waiting as the ice uh, opens up. This uh, you know spiraling ice staircase. Interesting. Slowly reveals itself, and Anne the Baku floats up out of the village because. Uh, Philippa left it aside <sighs> for yokai to inhabit if they so chose. That's neat. And so in her absence, Anne has claimed the entire yokai village for themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a fitting move for Anne. That makes a lot of sense. That fuck shit. Ah, yep. oh, dang it. <laughs> you should have killed me when you had the chance, see? <laughs> the village is mine. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh um, so Dream Team and Anne off to talk to the villagers. Right. Let's start with Shoko. 
Oh, just ripping the band-aid off, huh? That is literally my thinking. I am just like, I'm just like, this is going to be the hottest scene. Uh, I'm in character logic. I'm like, cat. If if cat is given the choice, cat is like, yep. That's this is going to be the hottest interview. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So you you approach the dump, and before you can even see it, uh, you hear the distant sound of chainsaw. <laughs> Shogo, are you fighting? <laughs> The flumps. <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> flumps. <laughs> Why are you fighting Shoko? It is as the god genius commands. Try to stop <laughs> me, mortal. They cannot command. They are in the future. Uh, you say this like as you're approaching the gate of the dump. It's locked. Yeah. You can still hear the sound of chainsaws. I'm just yelling this all through the door. I, yeah, I fully admit I am just yelling all of this. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Kat, Anne, and Nobi are standing outside the gate. Inside, you hear the sound of a chainsaw fight. <laughs> and Nobi's just like, great. <laughs> More of the... How oh, fuck my Nobi voice is so rusty. <laughs> um, wow, I can't wait to break this fight up. Kat, you lead the charge. <laughs> Shoko, are you having a chainsaw duel like in Mandy? It's exactly like Mandy. I love it. I'm also on drugs, so it really tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Can you open the gate? That sounds sick as hell. I want to see. I'm busy. Ow, ow, it's sharp. (laughs) Uh, um, And can you go over the gate and... Open it from the inside. Sure, what's it for me? Uh, we get to see a cool chainsaw jewel. Uh, yeah. Why don't you make a persuasion check on Anne? I'm going to say it's a low DC. They do want to see a chainsaw duel, but also just <laughs> Anne is still shitty. It's a process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get you. <laughs> 18. Uh, nailed it. Perfect, yeah. I think, uh, if anything, uh, Anne wants to impress you. You were Anne's first kiss, cat. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how it is. This, I, uh. I, I didn't mean for this to become, hey, remember when uh, we were teenagers and our, we just had bad brains? But that's, I guess, what this character is. Anne floats yeah. over the fence, unlocks it from the other side, and opens it. Uh, Baku can just fly, so... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, yeah, I think I think we had a similar thing with Philip. Oh no, Philip had turned into an ant to go under the gate, but so, yeah, similar, similar enough. Philip is so um, cool. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of baller actually. Um, shame about the personality, but otherwise great. So, um, <laughs> what 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 what's he? What what am I seeing? I, I need I need that beautiful, <laughs> real Charlie Kelly energy there. I'm just like Austin. <laughs> what's he? Chainsaw show now eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, do you see the sick duel? Uh, Shoko has the the bladed glove, the one with like the needles on it, and also has the book that shoots fire and is like t- fighting both uh, Kaboom and Kablam at the same time. Oh, I took a bad time to drink some water. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> and they are shooting the uh, the slingshot and revving the chainsaw, and they're just having it out here. I ha- I'm gonna pull up the uh, wild magic table while you think about what you want to do. Incredible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go here first. I really thought you were going to save this one to last. <laughs> I, I truly am trying to rip the band-aid off. I am just like, and it's and it, it's worked out that way. Shoko is a messy bitch. She loves it. Um, 
Yeah, I can ro- I can roll here if you're still if you want to think. I feel like that's the pressure I love on this show. <laughs> yeah, like I want. Yeah, what what happens? Honestly, to some degree, where we are, I I feel like the three of us come in but stay at the gate because we're spectating a very cool duel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rolled a sixty-two, which is the most redundant uh, possible uh, thing I could have rolled. Which is for the next minute. You must shout when you speak, which is just <laughs> what Shoko's character sheet says. <laughs> yeah, oh no, Shoko has to shout? Damn, that's wild. <laughs> I guess it'll be funny for Kat and Nobi, though. Just be like, no, <laughs> Kat, let's just let him kill them. Let's let him kill each other. This isn't our problem. <laughs> Nobi, oh, why am I so loud? Mm, I don't like this. <laughs> No, you sound fiercer. It's great. You're projecting power into the community. Uh, leaping on the opportunity, um, Kat jumps, uh, like, pounces, like, not onto, not into the fight, but, you know, in the direction of Kaboom and Kablam and does a, a powerful lion roar. Hell yeah. 14. Yeah, I love seeing intimidation. It was so rarely used on the show. I feel like I said that the three times it's happened in the show's history, just because I'm always <laughs> so jazzed when it happens. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to the canon of last time. Cat um, did a good intimidation as well. She goes, "Please go away. I need to talk to someone." Uh, okay, with a, with a fourteen, I'm gonna say ten was the threshold for Kaboom and fifteen was Kablam. So one of them oh. backs down. I think uh, having the loud screaming sword just gives that extra confidence uh, one needs to stay. <laughs> yeah, in the I mean fight. that's what everyone everyone should have. That's why my policy is give every trans woman a chainsaw. That's it. It that's, couldn't hurt. That's my that's my platform. Um, vote for me <laughs> for class precedent um dang i guess all right so it's still one of the men um i'm not gonna fight him right now <laughs> I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna go okay shoko i made it easier yeah thanks now i don't get all the glory of beating them in a two-on-one fight thanks <laughs> So do you surrender, and you don't want to have the fight right now. Are you supposed to be shouting? Let's shout! Oh, God. Damn it. (laughs) I just don't like shouting very much. Uh, (laughs) Maybe you can reschedule for when they both want to fight. I think Anne, like, uh, leans over to you and just says, uh, is trying to whisper, but of course, the wild magic means everyone's shouting, and just says, Not for nothing, toots, but ain't we here to make people love us? I feel like they'd love us a lot more if there were less people with screaming swords running around trying to lop our limbs off. (laughs) (laughs) They yell tenderly in my ear. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, like, um... You know, though a though a level ten barbarian, like Cat is still just a just a fluffy little lady uh, who does not want to leap onto a chainsaw to try and disarm it. Um, so she's just like, "Okay, go ahead, <laughs> do do your best." Me? I I meant you. You're the one with all the claws and stuff. <laughs> do you notice how none of my claws spin? They're still beautiful. That helps. <laughs> mm, that does help. And Cat uh, attacks with the intention of 
just knocking the chainsaw away from Kablam. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, disarming strike is a thing I think fighters can do, and you don't. Have, so you don't have that naturally. But I believe if we do a grapple, we can get where we're going. So yeah, I feel like that's valid. Flumps uh, not strong. In fact, very weak. <laughs> well, that's neat. I rolled a nine. I rolled a twenty-three. <laughs> Holy Christ! Um, yeah, so you don't immediately disarm just because the way D and D works. It'd be very easy if you could do one roll to make anyone lose their weapon at any time. Yeah. What what this does is enter us into the grappled state, which then we can move to a disarming state here. I think uh, then Shoko also wicked small. Just like <laughs> nobody here besides you is very buff at all. Um, yeah. So. I think uh, Shoko is going to try to take the chainsaw, but this is going to be a contested roll between two NPCs who are both just fragile. This is adorable. <laughs> this is just the glass bones versus paper skin fight. Here we go. Shoko, nine. Ka- <laughs> kaboom, 13. So the chainsaw stays. I think, uh, yeah, there's a struggle over it. Uh, it's revved. Uh, Shoko gets, you know, cut a little bit. It's like, you know, nicked and jumps back. Oof. Uh, yeah. So this is still pretty difficult here. This is this is turning into a really interesting fight. There's like eight people in this motherfucking <laughs> dump right now fighting over a chainsaw in medieval times. Yeah, giant um, lion trying to take chainsaw, trying to take chainsaw off of Flump and a uh, little baby tiny rabbit person. Um, wait, well, I don't mean actual rabbit to be clear. Not not referencing the new the new race. Um, <laughs> As of this recording, the he- the D and D has released a new book featuring the Herringon, a uh, anthropomorphic rabbit person. And I'm excited about it because I I love bunnies. Um, but I yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was just gonna say how this is the opposite of Nobi's uh, murder scene because it's it's a uh, powerful uh, member of the dream team coming in to try and make things peaceful and make everyone safe. <laughs> and we've got, like, just entirely flimsy people. So should I roll st- strength again? Yeah, let's let's roll strength again to see if you can maintain the grapple, and then I'll give someone else another chance here. Okay. 18. Ah, uh, 14. So you maintain the grapple. Uh, paint me the picture of you, you kind of keeping the situation under control. <laughs> I think that the the best way to um, make it like safer would be to uh, try to get the chainsaw low to the ground. So just Kat's just trying to get her paws, push the chainsaw just down, blade towards the floor. It's all it can't hurt anyone down there. Just pushing it down. I was looking for my final. I was looking for my final boss stats for Nobi, and I was gonna have. I'm still going to do it. Here's what happens: you push the chainsaw down with your paw, right? The blade strikes the ground and stops temporarily, just like it gets caught in a you know a big hunk of metal or something in the in the dump, which gives Nobi an opening to run up and grab it with surprising strength. Is what I'll say. Um, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Twenty-two. Just what I wanted is for Nobi to have it. I wasn't planning how to stop Nobi getting it after getting it myself or anything. Uh-huh. Jeez. I wasn't explicitly planning that. <laughs> fuck shit. Fuck <laughs> shit. Fuck. Uh, yep. Kaboom rolls 11 <laughs> to hold on to the chainsaw against 22. So yeah, Nobi, surprisingly, I, I was like holding him back, waiting to see how this develops. But yeah, runs up, <laughs> grabs the handle with his mouth and yanks it out with like 
surprising strength uh, and just yeah, snaps yeah. it away from the flump. And now Nobi has a, <laughs> Nobi has a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will be happy to hear, and no one will be upset to hear Nobi has a chainsaw now. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> is that too much of a spoiler to make the title of the episode? I feel like it gives too much away. But just seeing Nobi has a chainsaw in your feet. Honestly, if nothing else uh, extreme happens as a consequence of this within this episode, if you just said Nobi has a chainsaw it, it would be fine like it would <laughs> yeah i mean that i think that's nobody just like holds it in his mouth he doesn't know how to operate it literally doesn't have thumbs um <laughs> if if he had a couple more arms maybe but you, you know if right now you have no reason well it's lucky it. he doesn't he just has yeah, yeah oops it's good um yeah so cat says I'm just going to assume that the minute has passed because of yes. my personal dislike of shouting cat says cat <laughs> <laughs> says good work nobi we should maybe give this to Hale. He likes to keep fancy objects. <laughs> I cannot understand you. Please put it down. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will make sure that nobody steals it. Please put it down. I cannot understand. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no! Oh, oh god damn it! I think yeah. At this at this point, Kaboom and Kaplam retreat. We'll get you next time, blasphemers. <laughs> Not without your chainsaw, you won't. Mm, we have the god genius on our side. With with through them, everything <laughs> is possible. <laughs> Why don't you go shoot rocks at the hill? Oh man, you ruined that! I really wanted to kill those two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they would not come back again if you did. And there have been enough murders. Is it really murder, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shoko, how how are you feeling about the triple homicide? Ah, uh, it's a downer. Why are you coming in here with downers? I'm trying to have a blood sport. <laughs> it looked like you were trying to make two more homicides. I don't know if those are... It, who's to say if it counts? <laughs> I have made good friends with Basil. I do not <laughs> want to see people who are created from the genius's obelisk considered mm, invalid. Yeah, well, if one of them's your friend, then they're a person. As it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme. <Yes. laughs> yeah. I I heard from Philippa about various insiders outsiders rule. I do not like it. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> Nobi, could you put down the chainsaw for this investigation? <laughs> I'm just picturing Nobi like frolicking around the dump with a chainsaw in his mouth, just like running in the, the way sheep do, which is very cute. I, I honestly think that he would just like hold in his mouth and just be vibrating with excitement. He's <laughs> just, just so like. Mother, I crave violence! <laughs> 
the 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 one-on-one episode just ends up being you and me like doing noby bits back and forth just <laughs> us just, us just both doing noby voice just trying to trying to do increasing one-liners of noby and his chainsaw and um, every, every once in a while rolling to see if you could convince him to put it down but he never does <laughs> <laughs> for an hour and a half oh god i am gonna try and persuade him though 16 <sighs> Okay, Nobi will put it down, but he's not going to let anyone else carry it. He wants to carry it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't trying to persuade him to let it out of his possession. So it's you know, that's yeah. I got what I wanted. Okay, N- Nobi stands protectively <laughs> over the chainsaw. <laughs> it's evidence. <laughs> Good. So we should figure out what to do with it later. Again, I think that Hale might be a good place to keep it. He likes to keep things and not just let anyone have them. Oh man. I was thinking I could keep it. <laughs> if you keep all of the evidence all of the time, it would get cumbersome. Maybe we could have like a locker system where we take <laughs> money and drugs and things we take and then we we t- <laughs> we kind of keep track of where it goes. Yes, and we could sell the boring stuff and stuff we don't want and keep the cool stuff. And if we think someone did a crime, we could, like, seize their assets? (laughs) Shoko's just watching this (laughs) behind her goggles, (laughs) just with fascination. Maybe for very extreme crimes, like if we find out that someone was the triple murderer. Oh, we already solved that one. You weren't paying attention. It's fine. (laughs) What one who 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 did it? Aze! They're taking him up there, and then they're gonna see that he's a liar, and then they're gonna leave him. <laughs> I I think they will bring him back down the mountain. If your mother left him up the mountain, then everyone would think she had helped him escape, and they would want to kill her. I think that's just called exile. That's a crime thing. <laughs> I'm a sheep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many words I should know. Um, Let's interview Shoko. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Shoko is loving it. That was like she was tuning into her her soaps. She was just watching it. Um, But you ask her how she was, and she's thinking about it, and she just says, you know, you're the first people to visit me since the thing. Nobody brings me snacks. Yes. Neelith was the one making us our talking tongue sandwiches so that we could talk. I don't know how we are going to keep talking. And sniffs at Shoko, just like, you know, just (laughs) casually. I don't know, like (laughs) Baku culture, it's not weird to just give someone a light sniff. It's rude to go in for a big huff, but just to do a little sniff. Uh, and and says, I think a friend here wants more snacks, but also it's like a you know, a metaphor for missing Neelith, you know. Thank you, Anne. I had picked up on that as well. No problem. That's what I'm here for. That's why I was also talking about a thing that Neelith used to give me, also as a metaphor. Hey, we're all connecting here. Good job. Ten out of ten, Anne. You are nailing it. 
<laughs> uh, Anne keeps slipping into Pizza Rat. It's supposed to be like 1920s fast, fast talking yeah. Mid Atlantic, but I keep, right. I keep going A to get into it for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Shoko says, uh, "Who's gonna bring me snacks? Who's gonna take over the wine and dine flare? Questions? I'm just gonna smash them all." <laughs> uh, actually. Shoko, uh, I don't know if, I don't know how everyone would feel about it, but I was considering mm, learning from Neelith's recipes. My mother had a look in her recipe book, and uh, I, I, I like the idea of feeding everyone. A family restaurant. The slime and the bug cat. <laughs> it's gonna be cute. Slimed and dined flare. The slimed and dined flare. How do we not say this? How has that not been on air? What the fuck? What the? I'm, I'm genuinely my. I'm the whole. I just. It's like the end of Usual Suspects. It was there the whole time. What the uh, fuck? Um. um. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Maybe we will get the pizza rats to um, control uh, the cooking somehow. <laughs> yeah, the health inspectors will love that. They could tug on my hair to tell me what they want to me to cook. <laughs> it is an original idea I just came up with. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no copyright law in the post-apocalypse. They <laughs> can't stop you. Post-apocalypse or utopia? You make up your own mind. Mm, um, makes you right. think. <laughs> it really does. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that's kind of how the scene with Shoko comes to an end. Is what when you ask her what she wants, she wants snacks, but it's a sublimated, you know, warning yeah. for her friend. And so right. her her answer is she wants she wants food. But that means more. So, okay, Nobi, pick up your chainsaw, and we will go to see Potter. <laughs> I mean, Nobi practically vibrates with excitement as he picks up the chainsaw. <laughs> and you all, I say, I say, okay, Nobi, and Nobi picks up the chainsaw before I can say that part. <laughs> Just full body wagging, wagging the tail. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and you make your way over to the Dogberry to see Potter. Um, I'm trying to think. It, we've described before in the Neelith downtime that uh, Potter had set up a still. Uh, I believe that was down inside the actual dogberry. If I'm wrong, it's been moved. <laughs> so I couldn't remember <laughs> if it was at the wine and dine player yeah. here. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's say the still is now in the dogberry and you can just smell uh, fresh apples like as you approach the uh, the elevator down there. And then it I mean, obviously, nice. obviously gets much stronger as you descend because Apple White brought a bunch of apples over to Potter. Uh, at yeah. your request. Uh, so Kat didn't know that she was being listened to by Nobi and she was trying to be stealthy, but now that this is happening, mm-hmm. she has to just go, uh, Nobi, uh, I told Apple White to get Gigi and Potter and mm, make more alcohol. It is just a precaution in case mold is doing something sinister. I don't want to leap to violence, but 
Mold's plan to give everyone what they want so everyone will love them is flawed, and they have been violent before when their plans have not worked. <laughs> Nobi says, uh, Nobi has to put the chainsaw down in a booth in the dog yeah. <laughs> before responding. <laughs> then it says, Thanks for telling me! I'm glad you were straightforward and didn't hide it, because then I would have held it against you and thought it was like a plot <laughs> or something. So, great, great to have honesty and transparency on the Moist Watch. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like I said, it is not my plan to attack Malt. I just want to create contingencies. I think this is the way um, that sensible members of the Watch should act. Be prepared for contingencies. Overhearing this conversation in the bar, I think Potter just jumps in and says, I mean, as soon as the traders show up in a couple of months, I mean, I'm going to be chock-a-block with alcohol, so it's happening one way or another. I wouldn't get your your titties in a twist. Ah, <laughs> uh, I do not have titties. Mm, but that would be cool to have titties. <laughs> sure. How are you, Potter? <laughs> 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 Potter like stops, thinks about it. It's like, sure, yeah, cool. just like his, his little him, himbo brain had never really considered it before. Uh, after yeah. a moment, he's like, uh, you know, just trying to get this to work. I, I usually don't make fresh apple cider, but uh, I think it's coming out pretty well. <laughs> uh, I think Cat um, says one more moment, Potter. Nobi, um, have you talked more to Mold about how he plans to give everyone what they want? Oh, I think Mold's gonna tell us the rest of it once we've, uh, what's the word, vetted him? <laughs> Turning to Anne, Kat says, Anne, do you, do you know more? Listen, Toots, the smells in here are getting kind of awkward. I don't know if you can tell. A lot of people in here with a lot of different smells, and I'm not, I'm not digging the vibe so much. So if you could t talk to the big fuzzy man so we can get out of here. Typical. Um, <laughs> Typical. <laughs> I, 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 I'm running a, I'm running a campaign at the moment where it's all, it's all mysteries. So mm -hmm. I, I, I relate. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> I'm just, just gotta do my due diligence. No, it's fine. I mean, you we, yeah. you could roll persuasion. I'm just trying to think how they would naturally act, which is try to to deflect and move on. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're... I might, I might, I might try and talk to them more in a bit. Um, Potter, we don't know mm, what is going to happen with Malt, but uh, the the watch appreciates that you are making cider, which might protect everyone. My pleasure, bruh. It's you know not every day the bartender gets to be useful in like a defensive capacity. Seems pretty cool, very heroic of me. Defense against loneliness uh, is very literally defensive when loneliness can turn people into scorpion monsters. That's the paradox, alcohol though, isn't it? Is it makes you feel better when you're lonely, <laughs> but it just deepens your loneliness. I guess I shouldn't say that about my own product. Never mind, it's great. It solves all your problems. True, maybe you should switch to uh, an Edibles Cafe or something. Um, <laughs> I just go by the whims of the market. Let me tell you, travelers, <laughs> they want the booze. <laughs> well, mm, 
the free market is probably is perhaps sometimes antithetical to the needs of human people and uh, I shouldn't say human uh, people and communities. Anyway, how are you doing since all of the murders, Potter? Potter, uh, <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about the f- the f- uh, the invisible hand of the market is dwarfed by Potter's giant hands. Uh, just <laughs> the only thing more powerful than that hand is Potter's. Who? <laughs> Who has more yaoi hands, the free market or Potter the bug? <laughs> that really is the problem with the free market is that it does have yaoi hands. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah Potter would How many people have looked at the free market and thought, I can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need characters to do this podcast. <laughs> um, right. Um, how are you doing since all of the murders? Gotta be honest, bruh. It's real bummed. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been, as we say in the business, bullshit. So. <laughs> mm. I have also found it to be bullshit. Is it bullshit or is it dog shit? Or is it, fuck, ape shit? God damn it. <laughs> There's so many colloquialisms around feces. It's hard to keep track. I think that somebody went ape shit or bat shit. And murdered people, and that was bullshit, or dog shit, or horse shit, and now we feel shit. It's shit all the way down. <laughs> True. I should ask, have you seen anything strange around town before the murders, just in case... I think Potter actually does like no very few people in the town would have any input on you know the murders no one else was there besides nobody and the victims but it, it, Potter is in a unique social situation to maybe see things that others aren't as the you know the proprietor of the watering hole uh, I think uh, Potter does say like if I had to think of if I had to point any one thing out I'd say uh, I think uh, Professor Gigi is taking it particularly hard he hasn't come around really at all he fainted during the big fracas outside Aze's, and i don't think anyone checked on him i feel bad for the dude you know he lost his governorship and kind of no one's done any you know hung out with him since it's a bad break yes it has occurred to me already we checked on him first because i thought he would be very level-headed and a good influence on my new friend Anne, but he is in a very bad place. As you bring attention to Anne, I think Anne just like reflexively, like you know, just says like, "Hey, how you doing?" And uh, <laughs> some some recognition passes over Potter's face, and he's like, "You little shit!" and like jumps at <laughs> Anne. Cat <laughs> um, puts herself in between the two of them, and 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 goes. Um, let's see how this goes. Um, Potter, please, Anne is nice now. Don't mm, harm Anne. With a 28 on intimidation. <laughs> Holy fucking Jesus. 28 is incredible. Uh, Potter does not want any of that smoke. <laughs> and back, backs off and is like, oh, okay, okay, sorry, bro. I just, uh, you know, it was a fuck, it was, woof, instincts, you know? Saw red there for a minute, but if the Baku's cool with you, the Baku's cool with me. We're all cool with the Baku. It's all cool, Baku. <laughs> and on the off the back of the intimidation uh cat shows all of her teeth to express happiness and then says 
also, bruh is uh, more gendered than you might assume, and you should consider using babe or sis or doll. These are all fine for female members of the town. Oh, I got I got babe privileges. Sick. <laughs> I enjoy a uh, babe. This is what the pizzarettes call me. Hell yeah, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brah. <laughs> I was just looking for the green light. You know how it is. <laughs> and um, Kat, Kat says, uh, uh, we are going around and getting Anne to consensually sniff everyone. Um, except Shoko, who Anne actually non-consensually sniffed. And we should have a talk later about this. You should maybe apologize to Shoko. It Potter, was a surface it okay? sniff. It was like observing body language. It was, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. She was very uh, obvious about what was going on with her. Potter, would you mind if Anne would give you a sniff? No problem, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Anne, are you a babe or a bra? Ah. <laughs> uh. Hmm. One of life's great mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Babe Bra conundrum has really just yeah. stumped people for centuries. The, du- the duality of Anne. The duality of Anne. Uh, <laughs> I'm really more of a flipperty gibbet right now. <laughs> well, flipperty gibbet, you have consent to sniff. I'm a sniff away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a- Anne sniffs Potter's desires and what Potter wants is for it not to ever be winter again. Wow. Because winter brings the isolation and the loneliness and the the uh, you know the the danger that has been evident here. In the summer there's the place is packed with people, the booze is flowing, the money's flowing. Uh it's there's eyes everywhere, nobody can get up to anything nefarious. Uh there's always someone to talk to. Uh, also just yeah, obviously <laughs> It's a nice change. It's a nice change of pace, but does Anne relay this? Even just, even just the he wants it not to be winter again. No, I think Anne says uh, Potter wants it to be bright and sunny all the time. It's like nice to feel on your skin, but also like there's people everywhere, and the town makes a lot of money, and nobody can do secret murders in the night. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love that Anne's position is is the same as Goth Marenghi's and. <laughs> <laughs> subtext is for cowards and every desire that they <laughs> sniff they're just like this is what that means uh-huh. um uh cat says uh see now i sophie the player obviously know about malt and the tulpas and everything but um i'm thinking that cat uh even not knowing would say um because this is something i was i was thinking about saying earlier um Potter, uh, the watch is supposed to go around the community and check on everyone, which is what we are doing now. Um, However, it occurs to me that mm, we still should be a community, and it would be good if people besides just the watch could check in on Gigi. It, uh... It, uh can be apparent to someone who is lonely and sad that the only people who are checking are the ones whose job it is. I got you, babe. (laughs) Maybe 
Tell him that uh, the brewing is very complicated and you are too stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you bring it there because the last thing I wanted to do in the Potter scene was to roll to see how much more alcohol we get. Um, The way we did it before is there are thresholds at 5, 10, 15, and 20. Uh, Neilith got proficiency bonus for brewing brewing proficiency. You do not have that. I I do not have that. A raw d20. Okay. Six. All right. That's just one, right? Faith alive. Six. That So you get only one serving of alcohol on top of the one currently in Philippa's possession. Both of these rolls have been dog shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. I remember. I remember last time we got our alcohol and now we have our alcohol again. <laughs> the, the fates really want this climax to be as down to the wire, nail biting as possible. And I'm here for yeah. it. That's that seems to be what's happening. <laughs> All right. Well, Cat stashes that in her mane. <laughs> All right. Two more villagers to visit today. Yeah. Well, my question is uh, about Venter and Hale. Is Hale still under Venter's care? Uh, and if not, where is Hale? Because the library burned down. Uh. Yeah. Great question. Uh. Hale's house is still there. It's just you open the door and it's just a normal wooden cabin now. The library was a, oh, a demi plane. Gotcha. Uh, it was another dimension okay. gotcha, gotcha, housed gotcha. inside. But yeah, his house is still there. So, but is he under Venta's care? Should would, do I just have to go to Venta to find out? <laughs> Basically, I think word would have gotten to you that Hale is back at his house because uh, the spell, uh, the sleep version of imprisonment, does not have any long term effects. So it would just be like waking up after a long nap. He he is physically fine. Yeah. Uh, just before heading off, I guess. Um, uh, Cat says, Potter, um, I want you to know that it is not the Watch's official stance that, uh, that Aze did all the murders. The investigation is ongoing. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Potter, as we've said, is the least receptive to the, the idea that Aze didn't do it. So I think he kind of... This is the other reason I wanted to do Shoko first, because I want to relay that information to Potter and Hale and Venter. <laughs> um, I, I think he kind of deflects and just says like, yeah, okay. I'll bring Gigi some uh, something to cheer him up. I'll see him later. But we are good, right, bruh? Hell yeah, babe. Okay, I will see you later. And let's go to see Hale. <laughs> um, it's funny we, we talked about where Hale was in the Hale's housing situation because uh, as you approach Hale's house, you see he is not inside. Uh, he is out, out, out like in the back of his cabin running around being chased by Drip, the shark oh, horse, uh, <laughs> the hammerhead oh, no. shark horse. Oh no, Drip thinks that Hale is friends and wants to play, <laughs> and Hale doesn't know who Drip is. Exactly. Uh, so this is this giant hammerhead shark with powerful horse legs chasing this I'm, librarian. I'm uh, truly packing them all into the one episode, but Cat jumps in front of Drip and goes... <laughs> Drip, please understand that Hale does not know know who you are because the previous Hale was an illusion and you have to leave him alone. 
<laughs> with a 25 on intimidation. <laughs> oh my lord, and the hits don't stop coming. You rolled so well this episode. I have a plus 9 on intimidation. I it's hard for me to not do really well on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but this this works like a charm. Drip stops in his tracks and goes, "Huh?" <laughs> and then Cat politely explains that this is not the hail that he knew before, and Aze killed that one. <laughs> Oh boy. And yeah, I know. Yeah. But Kat just says it really matter of factly. And that if Drip wants to be friends with this hail, he will have to make new friends with this hail. Yeah, I think Drip would be like dimly aware of some of the Kitsune stuff, just like Ozzy making passing comments. But also, I'm, I am yeah. trying to play him as having like horse intelligence. Uh, so right. it's like, it does take this conversation <laughs> to really set it into stone. And from horse he- intelligence means you can think of ants and die. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> there's like there's, there's like a meme about like uh, if if people were like horses in terms of their frailty. Uh, that's like if you're remembering your grandma, like poor old freckles, she just thought of ants and died. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, horses do they have that thing where they break a leg and you have to shoot them? So right, I guess. Mm. Horses are so fucking weird. Their their entire lower extremities are fingers, not legs. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucked up, and their hoofs are nails, yeah. And um, my <laughs> my girlfriend's dad, who uh, is uh, uh, a, bit, a bit terrible and a transphobe, and it really sucks. It's a very tense situation. But anyway, um, he... Uh, he is like uh, his family is like Romani travelers, and so uh, horses are a big part of their culture. But he uh, really doesn't like horses because um, his his parents were always getting uh, horses, and he and his siblings would like look after them. But they were horses that were for selling, so they would just like look after these beautiful friends for like you know a, a couple of months at a time, and then have to say goodbye again and again and again. Just absolutely traumatic, and then. Um, one time their dad got them a horse uh, that was just that was for them and he left it tied up uh, on a fence that was next to a ditch and <laughs> sorry I'm laughing but this is so fucking grim it's just like this is the frailty of horses uh, they came out he came out they brought he brought the kids out to surprise them with their their present horse <laughs> no! and he tried to jump the ditch but it was tied to the post so it fell in the ditch and hanged itself <laughs> no oh my god it's really fucked up it's just <laughs> <laughs> I, we say this a lot the D&D comedy podcast <laughs> I mean I'm telling this as a funny story yeah. <laughs> cause horses are dumb as hell yeah they are I mean I, I know a similar yeah. story someone had something almost identical happen with a, a dog right god I'm sorry oh, no. audience I'm so sorry oh, I forgot you were there oh, no. we were just talking <laughs> we were just having a conversation I forgot there were microphones Oh jeez. Um, uh, so drip is real dumb. Is the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, the image in my head is like Hale's like doubled over, huffing and puffing, catching his breath, and you're having this animal <laughs> language conversation. Uh, and it's oh, right. it's yeah. very weird. He doesn't have to speak with animals, so you're just sitting there. And and Drip's front half is a shock, so it's it's ra 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 and r r r. It's a lot. Uh, After a while, Hale just like catches the breath and says, "Whoa, what in tarnation?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Cat turns around. Cat uh, turns around and shows Hale all of her big sharp teeth, which is how you express that you're happy, or in this context, probably friendly, and says, um, Drip was friends with the Kitsune who was pretending to be you because he did not know that um, it was a Kitsune who had you hostage. And so he thought that you were him and wanted to come and play. Um, I would you like to play? No, I'm good. Well, do we not have a stables? <laughs> we just letting we just letting animals run around and harass the city folk. What the fuck? <laughs> and cat looks, cat looks slowly between drip and herself <laughs> and Nobi and Anne, uh-huh. and then back to Hale and goes. Mm-hmm, yes. Nobi's like. You want to say that again to my face, motherfucker? <laughs> anyway, Hale, we have brought you um, a new uh, special item because we know you like them so much and like to keep them very safe. We have this chainsaw. Yeah, uh, Hale sees the chainsaw and uh, like that Nobi has put down and is like, Oh, hell yeah, that's mine. What? Where'd you get my fucking <laughs> shit? Give me that back, you little bastard. <laughs> oh jeez. Um wait, it was yours to begin with. Hell yeah. I got I traded this one. It was like six gold or something. It was a pretty penny. I, I don't mm. <laughs> Um and uh, yeah, yeah, cat Captain no. Uh and and Cat says, uh Ah, well, Nobi, we have successfully mm, solved a crime by accident. <laughs> mm, which is cool. Now you get to pay us, right? <laughs> Nobi, you know that's not how the watch works. Maybe Hale doesn't know. <laughs> Hale, do you know uh, that you don't have to pay the watch? Y'all couldn't make me pay you if you wanted to, so good luck. <laughs> I have seen your breath. It's good. Um. Anyway... Uh, we brought you this chainsaw to look after, but it turns out it's yours anyway. Could we bring you more things if they are dangerous and need looking after? Not only could you, I th- I'd say it's probably your duty. What happened to this village? Where We gotta bring Voya back. This whole thing is untenable. Voya got very old and might be dead. Uh, we don't know. Whole village gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> this is what happens when you when you let non-goblin folk run. I'm just saying. Everyone's thinking it. I'm just saying it. <laughs> mm. And and Cat looks from Drip to herself <laughs> to Novi <laughs> to Anne uh-huh. and goes, "I think maybe just you are thinking it, Hale." Uh, goblins founded this village. It was perfectly. Fa- hey, you know what? Whatever. That's fine. Bring me the rest of my stuff. <laughs> mm. I don't know if you know this, but there is bad news about the rest. Of your stuff. Um, uh, it burned up. Yeah, I heard about that, but I'm uh, the chainsaw's out here. I bet more of my stuff went missing. Took a little walk while I was napping. So it's it's your job. You need to get out there and you need to get it. I want my I, I want my stuff back. That's just that's the long and the short of it. Cat takes a long, sad sigh, and she says, "Well." I suppose I have another one of your stuff. 
And she pulls out from her mane the paintbrush. No! Cat! I... I... No! She's just just very good, is the thing. And she doesn't like to deceive or trick. (laughs) I I even threw in the the goblin supremacy stuff, trying to get you not to... Oh, come on. (laughs) But she just doesn't want to be mean. So she says, I have been making murals to represent... Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I don't care. Takes takes the the paintbrush from you. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. Nope, it's going in a case. (laughs) Hail. How have you been doing since the murders? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just want my stuff that's literally i told you do your job i just want my stuff why does this have to be a whole thing am i being detained and please sniff hail uh, yeah and just turns to you and goes this guy wants the stuff come on you can't smell it come on <laughs> i want you to do it so we can leave now yeah um, yeah <laughs> hail what's his stuff <laughs> um the suggestion box when you get back to the governor's office just has a big <laughs> whole piece of sh- loose leaf stuffed in there it just says i want my stuff <laughs> great um and before they go cat says uh hail i think that you like Aze, unless that was just mm, mistaken yeah, people come to the Mystic when they visit the village, and they, that's the first stop. And they get their their star stuff read, and they get all their paperwork in order to go up the mountain. That's a great opportunity to haggle for magical items. <laughs> so, you like Aze's opportunities financially that he presents to you? It's called networking, bud. <laughs> Hail. Ah, I hope you have a nice rest of your winter. Let's go see Venta now, Nobi. Uh, Nobi pees on Hale's shoes. (laughs) 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 And, and, and Kat says to Drip, um, in animal language. Mm Mm-hmm. Hale says that he really wants to be friends, but he's just a little tired today. He wants to play a game where he runs very fast and you chase him (laughs) with your teeth. But not today. Later. Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And if Drip, yeah, if Drip's walking off, (laughs) Cat goes to Hale. See, I resolved it. Uh, Bye. (laughs) <laughs> yes perfect love this no animal characters ever again but yes great. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> all right we have one last person to visit and then uh we can basically wind down these village episodes village episodes we hardly knew ye <laughs> Um, I think so about... you cross the, the tarn on the little bridge over to Ventus while we're crossing over Kat says to Anne um, how are you finding it living in the abandoned village 
Oh yeah, it's real sweet. I got the whole thing to myself. I really get to stretch my legs. <laughs> you don't find it spooky that there are uh, so many people died? I mean, I'm from the Dalcor. Things get real spooky in Nightmare World. You know, there's not really much this physical world has on the, the spookiness scale that really, really registers with me, you know? Uh, isn't it lonely? I was going to give a joke answer to that, and then I, <laughs> I, I, I was, I'm so deep in Anne's psychology right now, I was like, ah, I'm used to being lonely, you know? I spent oh, a lot of time God. on the message dream boards. Oh, no. Well, would you like to go to the ice rink later? Am I allowed? (laughs) It is for everyone in the village, and you are in the village. Will there be people there? I feel like they're going to laugh at me. I have have stubby little legs. (laughs) And I am half ant, half lion. If people laugh at me, are you going to growl at them? Uh, I will say, hmm, <laughs> as a demonstration, <laughs> 29, it was a, it was a, it was a natural crit. That <laughs> says, as a demonstration of what she will do, please do not laugh at my friends. They are just trying their best. Uh, with this crit 29 I think uh, it's like Anne will remember this is on the screen because Anne is part of Mold's like machinations but Anne is being de-radicalized by by social contact over this break and I think Noby looks over at you two bonding and like get you know does a a sheep facial expression roughly equivalent to scowling (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've seen this in the uh, fan art a lot just a sheep with little angry eyebrows (laughs) but no he doesn't say anything just just sees you winning over Anne, and then just just makes a grumpy face and continues walking across the tarn (laughs) and um as a follow-up uh because i said i'd talk about it later um yeah, Kat says. Also, Anne, um, do you uh, do do you have any more idea what a mold plan is to get everyone what they want? Because I've been thinking about what people want, and um, a lot of it is not very achievable. Yeah, why don't we roll persuasion here to see uh, if Anne is willing to give up plan details? Okay. Please, 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 please. please. 24 Sophie <laughs> my rolls today my rolls <laughs> 24 29 25 28 I see 16 18 23 just nothing but hits uh. yeah so these two episodes we've done have been partly about building up what the desires are for the people in the village going into this this last arc that's going to be about mold uh, and Nobi, but it's also kind of about this power struggle between Cat and Nobi that Cat doesn't even know they're involved in. And uh, yeah. th- this is really an important moment because I think uh, you telling uh, Anne that you'll you know defend people, you'll defend them from people who would laugh at them, and you'll support them, and you'll you'll take them skating. <laughs> uh, I think just without thinking, just like just answers your question because they're just not in like the duplicitous mode they're just yeah. like talking to you and they just <laughs> say uh 
yeah, you know, I can do a Tulpa thing. I can kind of just conjure stuff. I made what everyone fears. I can make make what people like. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cat goes, uh, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, thank you, Anne. That's, um, that's very cool, actually. <laughs> you think I'm cool? I think dream powers are cool. Yeah, I'm kind of an expert in dream powers. <laughs> uh, and this, um, Kat says, uh, uh, yes, and uh, in no time at all, you will be an expert in ice skating too. Right, let's go mm, interview my friend Venta. Yeah, at this point in the conversation, you can hear in the distance Venta singing loudly, just... Uh, we all deserve to die. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> even you, Mrs. Lovett, even I. It's a traditional barber song from the pre-apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and so you roll up on the cave and you see Venta has all of his, uh, you know, his cutting uh, gloves out and is sharpening the blades on all of them. Yay! <laughs> um, I think so. I think it's time for another quick interjection. Um, Nobi, um, there are a lot of blades involved right now. Um, I think maybe be mm, very nice, uh, considering your history with Venta. I mean, Nobi's kind of annoyed about you talking to Anne on the Tarn and getting details of the plan. So I, I think know. <laughs> Nobi, Nobi just kind of rolls through and just says, Hey, Venta, why don't you just tell us what you want so we can get going? Oh, no. I know that tone from Nobi. I invented that tone from Nobi. <laughs> um. <laughs> you, you magnificent bastard, I read your book! <laughs> um, so, um... Cat says, "Hey Venta, how are you doing since all of the murders?" Uh, bad. Alzer is one of my best friends, and now he's probably dead on the mountain somewhere, or never coming back. So, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, he's probably his, his corpse is probably frozen already. Uh, uh Venta <laughs> sh- sharpens the blades harder somehow. <laughs> yeah, Cat says that. Uh, I should probably let you know up front, then, that it is not the Watch's official position that Aze did the murders, and also my mother and Nobi's mother and Aze's son are all taking good care of him up the mountain. I am sure they haven't met any foot fetish centipedes or other f- <laughs> threats. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I wasn't worried about that before, but now I am! <laughs> <laughs> it's robust psychology. If the worst thing you're worried about is a foot fetish centipede, you know, it's um <laughs> If it wasn't Aze, then who did it though? There's really nobody else who has motive at all. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it is a not it is not like she's still speaking to Venta, to be clear. It is not the watch's official position. That Aze did it. 
Do you suspect me? Because I had a cool crab guy? <laughs> um, uh, well, the uh, bodies were, mm, as uh, a technical term, uh, chopped to bits. But we got rid of your crab guy. Yeah, I, I think Anne uh, s- starts sniffing uh, enthusiastically at the talk of crab guy for and and cat go and cat goes and wait venta <laughs> do you consent to being sniffed <laughs> i haven't been asked that in a long time <laughs> you know sometimes it just be like that uh, <laughs> i was lo- i was researching about this thing you called nodding <laughs> uh, did you find out if there is a bozok equivalent not yet Someday! You know my mother is a powerful wizard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she might be able to find a way. Oh no. <laughs> Nutting. Ah. Uh, no. Finds a way. God damn it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Somewhere uh, on, some, on some material plane, the nut button sounds. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and echoes through eternity. Um, but yeah, v- Venta gives permission for uh, Anne to do the Baku sniff, and I, I, I think what Anne says surprises you is, which is, I think this guy misses his big crab guy. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me it that made much. Me feel he cool. it yeah, because he called it cool, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to decide if, if, if that surprises Kat. Um, you know there is a healthy way for you to um, have a quarry if you if you want it. It is called a Kalashtar, and you, um, you bond with the quarry and uh, learn to control your emotions yeah but apparently it's really hard and I would have needed Ruth's help but then Ruth's gone maybe someone who wants there to not be quarries killed Ruth and very well maybe very wait no that doesn't make sense never mind Venta well who would even want to do all this who had something against even one of these people let alone all three uh, the only thing I can think is that Neelith and Ruth were both mind readers and very had a spell called Zone of Truth. So maybe somebody with a big secret killed them all. But by definition, someone who kills three people in a town uh, as small as ours probably has a big secret. So it's kind of redundant. Yeah, and Nobi chimes in and is like, Yeah, who could have had a secret? Like a, a murder they did numbers of years ago and then lied about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about this murder for weeks, and uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of bulletproof, the whole Aze framing thing. I don't mean to sound like I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, but it, it is bulletproof. Anyway, um, Kat says again, like, it is not the watch's official position that Ozzy did. <laughs> All right, that's great. Um, 
but yeah, uh, Venta is stumped by this, and you know, if you can't give him any answers, he, he has given you uh, his desire, which is to have uh, a quarry again. It just felt really cool. It's badass. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but um, I'm, uh, it's a hell of a twist that Venta's <laughs> one desire was not to not. <laughs> um, that w- that would be quite a tulpa. I just gotta say. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go down that road. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking if there's anything else Venta related. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kat's truly trying to... Like, bear in mind that Kat made the mural around the ice rink uh, of everyone in town holding hands and put Nobi holding hands with both Aze and Venta to try and smooth things over. And Kat goes... Um, <laughs> Uh, um, Venta, uh, would you be interested in giving my friend Nobi a cool hairstyle? Nobi, Venta did my cool hair. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so before Venta refused to fix Nobi's burned floof, um, <laughs> we kind of bury the hatchet here. Do you have an idea for a floof look that, uh, a, a kind of final makeover for the last arc? You know how like the Gundam always gets a final <laughs> upgrade? Yeah. He's got so many. He's got so many forms. <laughs> um, I feel like just a racing stripe. <laughs> I was thinking about like what could be, because like dyeing the wool could be a thing. Um, <laughs> it would be a hell of a thing if Nobi was just like, if Nobi was just like, yeah, I've gotten sick of uh, always. People always can't see me because of the snow and my white wool. I was thinking about maybe changing to stand out more. Maybe black. They say it never goes out of style. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're thinking about the the black quarry transformation version. Does that mean when uh, Nobi summons his quarry, it's uh, you get a different floof? No one can see it coming. Oh, okay. so it's this, it's a stealth move. Yeah, he's just like, you know, black sheep. Let's do it. <laughs> it's either that or it's uh, green and uh, purple. And we just embrace the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think also I've been looking at um, Double, which is the evolution of um, Wulu, for those who don't know. And I've been thinking, um, I've been thinking about how kind of like proud that boy looks with his big floofy like <laughs> tuft up around his face. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, <laughs> um, Novi could be like, uh, also, could you shape my um, my wool so I got like a big, like a mane, like a it's like like uh, well, like uh, and Cat goes uh. <laughs> Uh, you, you like my mane? You want you want to have uh, big fluff like my mane? And Nobi, <laughs> Nobi goes, uh, no, no, it, it's a different thing. It's a it's, it's a different thing. It's my it's my own thing. I was literally thinking of because we're doing you know police and police state adjacent thing. I was thinking about you know how operators have like those beards, like the war crime beards. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, I love how everything about police is just like the 
fucking least subtle thing. Like, plainclothes police officers just dress like cops. It's just like a... Sorry, anyway. Um... <laughs> no, I, I think a, a dub wool, the Pokemon, makes a lot of sense. Do, have you thought about the horn situation of Nobi? We've never really discussed Nobi having horns at all. I think, I mean, I if he has them, I think they're small. He's like... Not that he's a wooloo. Old, yeah. I think he's. I think he's a wooloo, but maybe his makeover is to have the kind of floof of a double, but but black. All right, like all black or like some black. Maybe it's like inverted double. So where there are black p- patches on double, instead he has little white patches. Yeah. Um. Okay. No, <laughs> nobody's getting a, a cool makeover, and I think that's where we leave him. Cool. He's just getting getting his fit right. That's Love sick. it. Love and it. then he, he he dances down the uh, bridge uh, on the tarn uh, to <laughs> the, the bad song, but uh, he hasn't killed his mother yet. It's, it's... <laughs> he would never. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's too good. <laughs> that's not that's not the kind of domestic violence he is statistically very likely to commit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't make them do it. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, you know what, Cat? like, when they're leaving, Cat's like, uh, how do you feel, Nobi? I felt elated when I had mm, a makeover. Uh, dangerous! <laughs> yes, it is a powerful look you have chosen. Oh, also, do we, should we give Anna makeover? Because uh, I posted oh in, my God. in the Discord uh, what Baku look like in the video game Yokai Watch, and then uh, yeah. what, what they can turn into, which is like a much fancier uh, Baku. I I love that a lot. <laughs> I love that so much because everyone's been like, because <laughs> when we did the drug kiss, I was we were talking about like ego death in transition. <laughs> And then the before and after is just like plain Baku and then like ooh <laughs> fancy pretty Baku. <laughs> it's like Yeah, the, in in Yokai Watch they're called Bakulia, uh which is like Baku Julia. I should have named named this character Julia. Um yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like what if a Baku had on uh what what are those things called? Not a shawl, but like, you know, like a um, like a, a not a scarf. What is that thing called? You like hold it around you anyway. And oh, wear yeah. like a necklace and has a, a little boa. fan, a boa. Yes, a boa, yeah. and like yeah. a little tiara. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what if a Baku got their sh- their divorced <laughs> energy fully focused <laughs> on becoming hot? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we're, since we're there, like, absolutely right, absolutely. <laughs> we might as well. the mo- The moist watch is gonna get back, and everyone in the village is gonna be fucking smoking hot. <laughs> What happened? (laughs) (laughs) The Moist Watch get back and they're all like horribly beaten up from fighting for fetish centipedes. And they're just even more like, even more beat down than when they left having seen their friend's dead body and they arrive back and Kat's just like, it's hot girl winter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we've become sexier than you could have ever imagined. How was your day? (laughs) The duality of Anne. Uh, yeah, I support this for Anne, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last thing on the agenda is to check on check in on Mold and decide, have they been vetted? 
Is Mold free to go? Is Mold being detained? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, I, it, it all hinges on the conversation. So, so Cat, Cat goes to talk to Mold and says, wait, before Cat goes to talk to Mold, Cat says to Nobi, um, I don't know if you heard earlier, but Anne said that they are going to use Tulpa magic to give everyone what they want. That is Mold's plan to give everyone what they want. Yeah, sure. But also I have an army of good neighbors, so like, if it goes wrong, I can just beat their heads in, it's fine. But the good neighbors are Mold, so if it goes wrong... Whose head... Nobi, whose heads do you mean? Mold gave me the good neighbors, they're mine now, so I can command them. Uh, Nobi, they are Mold. They are literally Molt. I do not think you can command them to kill Molt. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, roll persuasion on Nobi because Nobi has the brain of a sheep. <laughs> yeah. uh, and literally did not think this through. <laughs> a sheep. And let's, uh, let's just remember here. Also, a pig. 23. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. These rolls. Uh, <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah, Nobi goes... Oh, yeah, I guess. I just assumed they would listen to me because I'm strong and I'm in charge and stuff. <laughs> What's your plan? Uh, right now, my plan is to talk to Malt, and uh, if they do not see an issue with their plan, then um, I will not tell them they are vetted yet, because they are not vetted yet. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to say that, like, obviously Nobi wants the good neighbors because that's having five giant yeah. robots at your beck and call is just... Of course. Mixed. It's it's just, yeah, it's like militarizing the police, obviously. We are just saying subtext out loud this, this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously Nobi doesn't want to be in a position where they can be turned against him. So he he's not, like, trusting Mold unquestioningly. So there's yeah. definitely... A, there's a room to, you know, get a wedge in here. Um, it, let's, let's play this out. You, you approach mold. Mold is lying motionless in the center of the town. So just snow building up on top of him. He's oh. he just like <laughs> slime mold by its nature is perfectly fine. Not moving much at all for long periods of time. He's just, he's being extremely <laughs> compliant. I um, said this, uh, in the, in the cast discord, but I realized that a, a real world slime mold, uh, grew outside my window when I was like five or six years old. It's the slime mold that's called dog vomit slime mold, slime mold which is a great name. Um, but of the species that there are, it's, it's the yellow one. So I'm like, that's slime. <laughs> I met slime when I was a wee one. Um, that is explicitly slime. Yeah, we, there was a lot of talk in the early season, like, what color is slime slime? And Mario's very clear. It's dog vomit yellow. It's, that's who it is. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird, if you don't know um, <laughs> my early memories, mother. <laughs> uh, like, if you have no idea what it is, like, and also, like, my, my, my family, my parents didn't, like, had, had never seen a slime mold before. So, like, when I pointed it out, we were all just like, what the fuck is it? Like, did someone, like, squeeze out a tube of builders, like, fill a foam and leave it here? Like, this is such a strange thing. We just have no idea. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Kat says... Hello, Mold. How are you doing? I have not accomplished anything since last we spoke. Does the passage of time bother you? Not at all. <laughs> then, 
I suppose that was a neutral statement. Extremely neutral. I am staying stationary to enable the vetting process to go smoothly as possible. The vetting process is still ongoing, but I wanted to check in on you because I had a conversation with Anne about your plan. Go ahead. If the vetting process continues too long and you die from old age, will you appoint a successor to continue the vetting process? I will outlive you. <laughs> uh, that fucking rocks. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's like Mari's in the room. Um, Cat <laughs> um, says, Cat uh, says, um, uh, yes, Moth, I promise I will appoint a successor vetter if I die of old age um, before the vetting is done. I appreciate it. Continue with your questions. <laughs> so you want to use tulpas to give everyone what they want? Correct. This is what is known as a gift. In a social interaction, this can be used to acquire additional affection. <laughs> um, I am following along with your plan that mm, things that people like or the illusion of them will elicit neurochemicals that resemble um, the emotion happiness. However, uh, are you aware that the people of the town are not rational and will not um, view a mathematical equality between the neurochemicals of happiness and mm, happiness that has organically arisen? I am aware. In fact, the probability of failure is what makes the success enjoyable. I could just take over their minds and success would be guaranteed. It is the possibility of failure which makes this so desirable. So, if giving them what they want fails to make them love you, then what is your backup plan? I have spent the winter observing the mating habits of the creatures of the taiga, and I have determined that if gifts do not work, a jaunty dance is the next logical step. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Mole just sitting out in the forest, looking at birds, oh. doing their little mating dances, giving each other twigs and stuff, and just being like, that makes sense. No, that, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> oh god. Um... Uh, I have observed the people of Grendel uh, more closely, and uh, so far I have not seen dances make uh, love arise in any relationships. But if you like, I could help you make a new plan for love, and uh, we could find the best plan together. There's no reason not to accept additional information if you have it. I can always discard it if I do not find it useful. Well, uh, the vetting is still ongoing for the time being, but I will investigate what would make uh, for a better plan. And I will also confer with people who understand matters uh, even better than me. Understood. I will stay here. Okay. 
do you need Anne for anything? Because I promised them we would go ice skating. <laughs> no, I, no, I do not require Anne's nutrients or. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I do not require Anne's nutrients at this time. Um, um, one thing that you can do to improve relationships is notice. Uh, hang on. Uh, Kat says this really quietly and close to Malt. One thing you can do to improve relationships is to notice when people have made an effort with their mm, gendered presentations and mm, tell them that it is nice whether it is or not. And then she, like, uh, backs up half an inch and, like, raises eyebrows meaningfully at, uh-huh. at, at the pile of mold slime. <laughs> yeah. Not at any any particular point, just generally like, yeah, huh? see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is great because I think in Mold's mind, uh, they understand. You're like, yeah, I would absolutely acknowledge that. If I could see you, alas, I am buried <laughs> under snow and have not been given permission to, to like sit up or look. I'm being buried alive under snow, being vetted. It's <laughs> just being ultra literal about this. Uh, so yeah, you wait for a compliment and Mole just lays there. Oh, Kat's not waiting for a compliment for herself. No, I know for 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 Anne. <laughs> yeah, or even yeah. even an acknowledgement of Nobi is yeah. cool. New <laughs> fucking dark makeover. But, um, dark link ass. Cat uh, waits for a, a couple of seconds and then says, um, "Like Cat thinks it through." And for the record, Cat has spent a lot of time with slime. So Cat goes. You can do things like compliment um, the, the people, uh, even while vetting is ongoing. Mold says, I compliment your great efforts in vetting me so thoroughly. Cat <laughs> <laughs> says, I appreciate that, but for the record, it will not sway the vetting process. You also can... Uh, you also can brush the snow off yourself if mm, you want to for any reason. Yeah, uh, Mold brushes some snow off off the frost giant's face, which are not really like necessarily eyes for yeah. Mold. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but then I think uh, Nobi just like gets frustrated with this whole interaction and just like uses his body to push Mold over, like roll Mo- Mold's head over to look at Anne. Just like, all right, enough of this. Just look. Don't be weird. Yep, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Mold, Mold sees Anne and says, I compliment your appearance. You have changed significantly and is desirable in many ways. Uh. <laughs> and um Jesus Christ, what's the the lion equivalent of thumbs up? Um cat <laughs> just looks at Mold's frost giant face and does like a an encouraging nod. <laughs> Wonderful. Cat says, We are going to go ice skating, but if you see other villagers, remember that they mm, like compliments and this will also help. Understood. Compliment people I can see and look at people if I want to. (laughs) These are both allowed during vetting, yes. A rational system. (laughs) I am glad you think so. 
and let's go ice skating. All right, roll athletics to go ice skating. Oh crikey! The, Please, if be, this, this is be the your one, one botch, if this is my one garbage roll, I will say for the record, I have a plus eight. So if this was a botch, this is extraordinary. Um, twelve. There you go. Yeah, there you it go. Certainly could could be better or worse. Twelve above average is perfectly good, um, and enough to uh, get and steady on some skates and show them how it's done. Uh, you're not putting on like a clinic. You're not winning <laughs> yeah. medals. But for someone who's never done this before, perfectly impressive. Um, and do you want to paint me a little picture of this? Because uh, something does happen while this is going on. But uh, before before we get there, how does that look? Well, I mean, if we acknowledge that this is, you know, the, some some degree of date. It's, it, it's one of those situations where, you know, it, it could be a friend thing or it could be a date thing. Just depends what the chemistry is, you know. Um, and that's why the athletics role isn't just at the quality of the ice skating. It's also on a scale between Itonia and Yuri on Ice. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, and so with the 12, I think that they have a lot of fun and enjoy the ice skating and the awkwardness of slipping around and the very rewarding feeling of progressing at a skill that is difficult to learn over the period of half an hour to an hour and a half, however long they go ice skating for. <laughs> um, and um, I think Kat repeatedly tries to give very encouraging remarks, just like, um, you are doing great. This is very hard. People have a lot of trouble. Except Venta, who... Um, don't worry, Venta is like all feet. It's his whole thing. So um, don't compare yourself to Venta. Uh, yeah, I read about this on the, the dream boards. They call them chads. All <laughs> women only only want those all leg guys. How am I supposed to live up to that? <laughs> and uh, Kat says, um, um, uh, I do not find Venta desirable uh, at all. Um, yeah. He is, uh, he serves a useful function in the community, but his personality could do with some work. It's, it's just science. <laughs> they want the legs. It's evolutionary psychology. <laughs> <laughs> and Kat, um, attempt a little, like, a little spin on the ice, like just not the not a fancy fancy trick, but just try to do a little bit of show off, and goes, um, um, well, I have six legs. Do you think they are uh, desirable? I mean, I've always thought of myself as kind of above stuff like that. I'm I'm trying to save up my essence, you know, <laughs> trying to really get me my powers all the way up to like a level you couldn't comprehend. <laughs> while, while you were while you were partying, I've been studying the blade. God fucking damn. <laughs> uh, I have never partied except with you. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> it's just actually <laughs> true. That's the truth. <laughs> Do you want to study the blade together? <laughs> <laughs> sure we can make we can uh, pick a date and time for that uh sometime soon this show is gonna be incomprehensible in like a hundred years <laughs> it's gonna need annotations like a shakespeare play it'd be like this is a reference to a meme about a person who never got laid uh jesus <laughs> 
but yeah, what, while you're you're having this this interaction, you're trying to, <laughs> to help and unlearn some of the things uh, they lear- learn learn yeah. uh, in their isolation. <laughs> yeah. You hear a, a, a voice call out to you. Uh, it's a very familiar one you heard earlier today, and that voice says, uh, "Hey, babe." <laughs> and um, Cat spins around to face Potter and says, "Hello, Potter. What's up, bruh?" You see Potter walking towards you uh, with Professor Gigi, and they are kind of shuffling through the snow. Right. Um, they probably have like a, a bottle or so each. Um, like there's not enough alcohol vis-a-vis the, the still, but probably some like other things that were in the bar that are potable. Um, not been in enough bars to really improv this effectively. I don't know what else is in there. Sprite. <laughs> Is that what is that what's in there? Help me, Sophie. Sure, that's some sprite. Yeah, <laughs> you can find sprite in a bar usually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I told this story before about one of my uh, college friends was uh, a Muslim and was not supposed to drink, uh, and, but drank all the time, and I, I did not. And it was very funny us hanging out, uh, <laughs> just being like, we we were in some kind of fucking body swap comedy or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, Potter and Gigi approach, uh, you and Anne and kind of, you know, lean on the rail of the ice rink. You skate over to them. Um, and Potter says, uh, I got some bad news. Oh, I do not like bad news. Well, I, I can come back. Is there a better time? I <laughs> know <laughs> I was just working through my neurochemicals. Uh, it is what my mother told me to do. What is the bad news? Uh, Potter gestures to Gigi and says, homie's got something to say to you. And Gigi looks up and says, regrettably, I need to turn myself in. (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cat says, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Gigi do you have a quarry Professor Gigi looks up uh, as if to make eye contact with you uh, and then cannot do it and lowers his eyes again and instead you see in the snow behind him his shadow begin to swirl in a cyclical storm shape almost like a a small tornado do you have a plan for what your self-surrender looks like i am a danger to the village you must take me to the gender neutral confinement area we will take you to the gender neutral confinement area but i think my friend Anne is going to have to put you into a dream I think I think uh, Anne kind of floats up to cast the spell sleep on Gigi uh, at which point the the slowly churning shadow behind the professor kind of peels up off the snow and floats up behind him as a separate entity and you see uh, this quarry begin to take more definite shape 
Uh, this mm. is called a hashalak. It's a kind of quarry. There, there are actually a number of them, just like every category of creature in D&D has multiple categories. Uh, yeah. The, the uh, snake lobster we've spent so much time talking about is, is one kind. This is another kind. It is made up of what seems like millions of blue fibers, which are interwoven in a kind of tube shape with a... Parts of it, like uh, almost like little hands coming off of its uh, body, and then it has a glowing blue, uh, what we call it like a core, where like the head would be. But it's mostly like imagine a, a, a swirling. Uh, what I'm looking at here, uh, most most visually evokes when all the sentinels pour into Zion in the third film, and uh, <laughs> they just form one mass together. That's uh-huh. that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying it's like it's like churning like a, a slow moving whirlpool of these blue glowing strings and there's all there's like a dozen little arms with little hands on it. Uh but it doesn't have an obvious face or eyes or mouth or anything. And it doesn't have any obvious weapons. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of quarry we've been talking about all season has these huge crushing pincers. This one yeah. does not. Um but it it has reacted to and stepping forward is what I'll say. Okay, uh Cat says, and are you able to talk to this quarry? Uh, you know, these guys aren't really known to be conversationalists. They're kind of collections of desires and uh, dark impulses and nightmares and so forth. Uh, they really only, only the dreaming dark kind of has their uh, sapience. Uh, it's complicated. Hey, I'll, tr- I'll try. Uh, hey there, uh, Hashalak, uh, dinga binga bonga bonga <laughs> uh, uh, just just tries i said sorry my my fucking quarry's rushed jesus <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah and cat says um i am trying to reach a point as fast as possible where we will be in least danger so and uh what can you tell me about it the hashalak Oh yeah, these are like smarter ones, like the the ones with the big claws. Those are the Sukora. They're like the soldiers. They're like the they're kind of rude dudes with tood. This is like a more of a a nerd thinky guy. And 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 Cat turns away from Gigi Potter and the Hashalak and says to Anne, Anne, would you be able to help Gigi to form a Kalashtar bond? Bashalak, quickly and effectively. For you, toots, I'll try anything once. <laughs> oh no, I kind of like him now. <laughs> <laughs>